Hello, and welcome to the Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is uh, the world's worst toupee, Dylan, mm-hmm. the stabbing girl, Amelia, and the legendary OnlyFans member, Jerry Kotzwinkle III, a.k.a. Noah, a.k.a. Quality Autism, a.k.a. Possibly Me. You'd have to check the tape, though. How are we all doing tonight? We doing Alive. good. Doing good. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, you. I see you still sit on the piss couch. Yep. Good old piss couch. Why is it called a piss couch? Because it's it piss yellow. Like, yeah, it looks like the urine of a very sickly man whose kidneys are failing. I do have failing kidneys. Now that you mention it. Yes, because you eat garbage and don't drink water. Mm-hmm. You're just like, confirm. man, I just need to buy all the Armada ships. I can't afford to eat. I don't even know I if they can't afford to clean water. I live in California. I live in Southern California and I drink my recycled urine. Because we won't put a desalinization plant in the city. I have a Brita filter. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying I have a survival straw and I drink out of the back of the toilet. California sounds like a desolate place. It, it's the reverse. It's just an overpopulated place. Yeah. An overpopulated got... place that just like can't handle literally anything. Oh yeah. Five million droughts a year. Yeah, and it's still everyone else Hey, we don't talk about fires on here. That is off the, off there. I live that. We don't. We don't talk about. Too that. traumatic for you. It is actually. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, what's up? We got some Star Wars to talk about because I'm pissed. I'm very pissed. Well, number one, we had to do this podcast today. Because the person who was supposed to co-host with me on Backpedalers backed out. And I said I was going to podcast today on uh, paper movies. So god damn it. We're going to paper movies today. Um, so you all like the Dark Horse comics except for Amelia because she can't read. I expect that from right. people of Texas. Um, we all like Star Wars comics. You all like the Epic Collections? <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. It's like the only new legends, and it's not new legends that comes out on a regular basis. I appreciate it. But unfortunately, because I guess COVID happened, the re release of Dark Empire that I was looking forward to that was supposed to happen like next week is not happening. I don't see how COVID would even affect that. I mean, it's not like anybody needs to go into an office to reprint stuff that's already published. Oh, I, Dylan's so upset he ran away. That's He's how like, screw you. He's like, screw you, Marvel Comics, and you're lazy. They Just are lazy. Like, they don't reprint the stuff. Like, Whoa, Legacy or Old Republic. Good luck finding that. Look, just get just get the hardcover forehead. Is that your copy that's in, Argent- uh, that's in Portuguese, Dylan? No, those are the uh, Thrawn trilogy, uh, the Brazilian Thrawn trilogies. This is actually uh, just the the hardcover, the Dark Empire trilogy. Uh, I think I got this for like fifty dollars back in twenty fourteen. That 
Okay, so they look different in um, in Germany. I'm a little envious. They're kind of better looking. It's not Marvel. It's a collection of all the Dark Horse stuff in hardcover. Okay. Because I got... I'll show you my epic collections right here and right now. All right. So we got us uh, the Old Republic Volume 1, which is like $100 <laughs> if you're lucky. Usually $200 because they won't reprint this. Damn. Got the Old Republic Volume 2. Uh, also expensive. Then we got the one I've been reading, which is Rise of the Sith Volume 1, which is starting to get expensive. With a goofy Yoda face. Well, yeah, that's from Jedi, uh, Jedi Council Acts of War, which is terrible art. Uh, then we got Rise of the Sith Volume 2. Then I couldn't get the Menace Reveal Volume 1 because it's like $50 right now because they won't reprint it. Here's Volume 2. Um, then I have, I don't have any of the Clone Wars stuff yet because that's kind of getting hard to get. But I have The Empire Volume 1, which is the only one they seem to keep in print on a regular basis. That's the only one I couldn't find. Really? Yes. In Germany, that's the only one out of print and not available. So, Empire. um, Noah, in, in Germany, do they, uh, do they publish the books in English or do they publish them in German? You can buy like exactly these epic collections in English per Amazon. Not like in stores or anything. Okay. Then we go to the Mar the original Marvel years. I only have the first two of these, but these are pretty much in print still. Then, of course, we can't forget the newspaper comics. I only have volume one. There's only two volumes of that. Uh, then we switched to the Rebellion, which they decided, oh, we're going to print Brian Wood's run on Star Wars, even though it was non-canon. Disgusting. And incredibly, one of the worst arcs of Star Wars ever, until we got to the new canon. Uh, then Rebellion Volume 2, which is the rest of the Brian Wood stuff, and some of the Star Wars kid <clears throat> stuff is a lot better. It's not really, but it's better than Brian Wood stuff. Uh, then we get to the, the real good stuff, the New Republic. And I have all of these that have come out so far. So that's volume one. Volume two. Volume three with just the most disgusting bopping you've ever seen. Disgusting. Disgusting creatures. And then, of course, the one that's like $200 now. Volume 4, which is just the comic adaptations of the Thrawn trilogy. That's it. That's... It also has one of my favorite, because it's still bad covers, ever in uh, on a Dark Horse comic, where they drew Mara Jade and she looked like a Thundercat. Oh, yes. In, that's... in the last in command. That's... Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the, that's the thing I wanted to talk about is the Dark, um, not Dark Horse, Marvel and extent, by extension Disney don't seem to care about the epic collections, which is ironic because I think it's some of the best stuff that Marvel's even printing right now. Because Marvel Comics is so trash, just so garbage right now. But they were releasing, and they don't just do the epic collections for Star Wars. They do it for all of their stuff. There's like a bunch of Spider-Man ones. 
Um, some Avengers, X-Men, uh, Black Panther, like you name it. Like, I think I have some incredible Hulk ones from the Peter David run, but like they just don't reprint them. And I, I just don't understand it. It's like printing money. You don't even have to do that much. Like you have to pay someone to write new stuff. Mm. Mm, I'm Dylan. Mm. What if they're waiting for like the comics industry to really tank, and that, and then they'll print all the good stuff uh, as like a last resort to keep them in business? Because if they print it now, then they'll waste. Then they'll waste that chance. I guess I don't know, but we were supposed to get New Republic Volume Five, which would have been the Dark Empire trilogy. You know, tank the comic industry. They're not keeping their publication promises. Maybe they should stop pandering. To what? Minorities? Like they did with uh, certain movies? We haven't talked about the comic problem. The, the, what, we, what I've coined as the diversity quota. And the thing is, I don't... We need to make this clear. I think I can speak for all of us. Minorities in comics is a non-issue. But... Be creative and create new characters. And when you do create... No, to be a black trans woman. When you have new characters, actually give the time to them and, you know, make some series and write well. Instead, we got to take a known property and then change them. Only to change them back because longtime fans... Uh, wouldn't wouldn't care to like see that? Oh, sorry. My sister sent me a TikTok. I don't appreciate this. Dylan doesn't know what a TikTok is. I do he know probably, what a TikTok is. He probably thinks it's he a TikTok. Reddit, so he knows what that is. I don't no, know. What no, no, Jeremy's wrong. They should change Thor into being a, a trans black woman for diversity's sake. I don't know. Like, they should do whatever. You know, Marvel's going to do what it wants to do, and its fans are just going to disappear. That, that's that's what I'm getting at. And it's, the fans are, like, done. They just, they want things. If you're going to change the status quo, change it for good, which they won't do. They want to have their cake and eat it, too. But that's not how this works. And, like, they they do this in Star Wars where they're like, oh, we introduced this character that we've said it numerous times. Where, uh, for instance, Lords of the Sith introduced as the first lesbian in Star Wars. You know how long she was in there? Two chapters. Two seconds. There's like two chapters of the book. Very minor character has nothing really to do in the plot. But my but quality. No representation. Amelia, Amelia can't handle this. Amelia can't. I can't handle this. Dylan, you know, just sitting on a piss couch, he can probably handle anything. He's pissed. Oh, he's pissed. He's pissed that we've guessed that he wears a toupee. <laughs> you know. Make toupees great again, dead man. Uh, it, oh God, Dylan! Why, why are you messaging me on Facebook? Uh, you'll see. 
Because he's your grandmother. <laughs> Stop it. Don't what did he do? Do we need he to know? Do we want to know? He sent a meme at me. Remember when we first taught Dylan how to make memes? That was fun. I've known how to make memes for a while. That's a lie, and you know it. I've been who making memes since high school. Was it you who taught him to make memes, or was it Chris? I didn't teach him to do that. I, would never <laughs> do that. I think it was Chris. Scott Johnson is uh, advocating for you, Dylan, and I don't know why. Oh, wow. We have comments. I haven't been paying attention oh, yeah, to them I've been, at all. I've been keeping up on them because I'm waiting for Matt to start shitposting. Honestly, I don't know why anyone would stick up for me either. <laughs> this is how we guilt people. Um, wait, they uh, missed they missed Boba Fett blood ties? Scott Johnson's comment? Um, like, do you know about this? I don't know. They've missed a few things and then they put them in later. Um, because honestly, when they did the first New Republic epic collection, I would not have put a Shadows of the uh, Empire Evolutions at that time in the timeline. I would have started. I would have, I would have put it like in the middle of the X-wing Rogue Squadron comics because I think it happens closer to Luke Skywalker in the Shadows of Mindor than it does to Mara J by the Emperor's Hand. If we really want to get technical with that. Yes. But it's debatable because you have to understand that early part of the New Republic timeline is very condensed. Like, I, it's the, the movie effect where a bunch of things happen in the movie or happen around right before or right after or during the movie. And they just, time spun. you know, so it's like if you're, when you're reading in chronological order, like, especially like around return of the Jedi is pretty bad. Um, well, actually, you know, the worst is the new hope. A new hope is a bunch of comic series because they didn't know that the other comic series was even Canon. And then they have another comic series that's like, don't even bother with these series. Just read ours. Don't even bother with the movie sequels. Just read my uh, my uh, comic book series. I'm Brian Wood, and I didn't rip off any uh, better story for my run. He didn't rip off Courtship of Princess Leia. He didn't rip off Rave Squadron. No. No way. Never did that. No way. Who is this Brian Wood guy? Who, who's Brian Wood? Brian Wood. He wrote. He wrote Brian Wood's Star Wars run. He he wrote some of the worst Conan comics ever. He's written some of the worst Aliens comics ever. He's basically he takes your franchise and just does things that no one wants from it. Why? How does he get paid? Because so he he writes for the casual. That's his whole thing. It's like you don't have to read anything. You could just read mine, and he just he will just pull things from previously written stuff and just do it again. So you say he's like Dave Filoni. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. that roasting, roasting Dave Filoni on your channel was also acceptable. Yeah. You should get them... Uh, just wait till you get them on, like, Aftermath or Windig. Okay. So does anyone else get, okay, this is a hot take. Does anyone else get pedo vibes from Dave Filoni? 
let's not talk about this on the channel. <laughs> I, don't, I get, I get, I get wipes from him. We've gone here before, and Curry I don't want to go here again. So let's not do that. Um, so, but Scott Johnson brings up a good point that Marge by the Emperor's hand uh, mostly occurs right after Return of the Jedi. And I agree, it should be honestly, it's debatable. You should read, you can either read Marge by the Emperor's hand first or the first Bounty Hunter Wars, the Mandalorian armor first. They're kind of interchangeable. But Shadows of the Empire Evolution, which was what I was getting at, happens a little later. I would honestly read some of the Marvel comics, at least Marvel issue 81, which is when Boba Fett gets eaten by the second Sarlacc pit. That's the noteworthy thing of that. Spoilers, by the way. It's the only thing that really happens other than he gets amnesia and then tries to kill Han Solo again and falls in another Sarlacc pit. That's it. Um, but he climbed out of that one too. I don't know. This is why people didn't think that the original Marvel comics were worth canonizing for a while because they just did things like that. Not to say that Marvel comics, the original Marvel series is bad. It's just, it ran out of steam after return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, yeah, Scott. He is Filoni is a bit creepy. He's probably a furry. I mean, that's like at the very least creepy, if not. Brady Perkins said uh, Brian Wood should write for the new canon. I was shocked that they didn't uh, put his run in uh, when when they uh, canonized Filoni stuff. But I guess they, they they saw the profitability of Filoni making Rebels. Which is why TCW is dual canon. God. TCW. You know, you know, I really upset some people by saying Ahsoka was a terrible character. Mm -hmm. uh, but, That's to be expected. But it's true. I hold I hold true to that. But but we all know that Ahsoka is the greatest Jedi ever. She will never die. As a Padawan, too. Oh, yeah. She Especially when she held her own against Grievous. She achieved everything Anakin and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Yoda and basically every Jedi ever did as a Padawan. Is it confirmed that, that she's going to be in Mandalorian Season 2? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Mandalorian so season one was not that good. Another hot take. That show is such a normie show. Uh, it was fine. You know, because we, we lived with Rise of Skywalker, one of the most embarrassing things mm -hmm. I've ever seen in a movie theater. Why would you do that to yourself? You're such a masochist, Jeremy. My dad paid for it. Jeremy it's watched The Predator twice. It doesn't matter if someone else paid for it. You're still a masochist for watching it out to begin with. That's true. I did watch The Predator twice. And literally, quality. If you'd watched it too, you would have given the book a better review. Both uh, Adam and uh, Matthew both gave uh, Predator the the Predator the movie novelization a better review after watching the movie. I know. I saw. I saw the stream. Oh, it was wonderful. They looked so done by the end of it. 
I was done before we started. I th- I think I drank like a whole six pack, more than a six pack. I think I drank like. Oh 10 yeah, beers. you were completely drunk. <laughs> it was amazing to watch. Well, okay, it wasn't as amazing as the alleged Star Wars Legends uh, number thirty three. Not quite, but close. When uh, it went four hours and Matthew got really drunk and fell down everywhere. That's obviously who fell down. Everybody mm-hmm. fell down. I mean, Dylan sat on the piss couch. So you got the worst of it. Jeremy, you've managed to fall up a flight of stairs. I didn't fall up a flight of stairs. I tried to roll up a flight of stairs. I was. How drunk were you? God, how drunk was I, Dylan? Extremely. Was it as bad as Gen Con? Um. Hmm. Is this why you have gone sober in the last couple months? Hold on, let me get my calculator. I need to what are you talking about? I've only been sober for 10 days. I'm proud of you, Jeremy. It's been Ten. very difficult. You've literally tripled your record. <laughs> Of, of what sobriety? Dylan remembers when we uh, we were in the board game library, and I just kept falling asleep. <laughs> How many of the stories have I heard of you of both you being asleep? It's this poor. This poor nice lady is like over. It's like, yeah, let me sh- let me teach you guys this game. And Matt and I are like, wow, wow, this is such a fun game. And Jeremy's just like. I was trying real hard to be awake. That was really. It's the only time Matt's been deliberately mad at me. He was. He was pretty pissed. The, Did you fall asleep on one of his live streams? No, I don't think I've been very. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> that I, I'm like, I was about to say I've always been sober in his live streams, but there's literally a live stream where I was drinking Jameson. Out of the bottle, like a real class act. <laughs> Why? Do you guys see what we have to put up with? I, I'm, I'm talking to the audience here. Um, all, however, many of you are watching this. We got a solid audience, considering uh, Geeks Attic is streaming. I think at the same time as us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're gonna survive a watch along of Die Another Day? You know, I'd rather watch Die Another Day again than I'd watch The Predator. For a third time. Oh, God, how many times have I seen Die Another Day? Hmm. I've seen it more than three times. I've seen the surfing scene when being chased by the laser many times. Because I once said that was the worst thing I'd ever seen in a movie. That, like, effects-wise, and then I watched Peter Jackson's Hobbit movies. Then instantly you all... You me cancer by reminding me of the cancer that those movies gave me to begin with. God, I saw all those in the theater, and then we were going to do, literally, there was a, there's a, can, there's a two-part backpedaler episodes on reviewing the director's cuts of those movies, which are four hours apiece, I do believe. I love how the third one, the, the third um, extended edition, was rated R. Was it really? The extended edition of the Battle of Five Armies was rated R. Yeah, disgusting. Not Based just because of a children's book. 
three part three part trilogy well the um they butchered a book that's less than 300 pages into three movies that are three and a half hours long each and the last movie is only like five pages it's bullshit um Scott Johnson apparently says uh, he claims that I hold the record the most times being kicked off of Matt's live stream. I don't believe that. I, don't know, I get kicked off at least once every time I'm on his channel. Exactly. I'm going to say that the times I've been kicked off are pretty high, especially on accident. <laughs> See, when, when Matt kicks me off, it's intentional, but he only kicks me off for like two seconds. I mean, I've been kicked off of Matthew's live streams many times and i would probably agree with you that who's matthew i don't know matthew i only know matt uh yeah. geeks attic oh okay geeks addicts kicked me up a shitload of times what did matthew you do? is the biggest matthew is the biggest crystal star fan oh yeah it's it's almost every time we talk about crystal star mm -hmm. yes i uh, mean he does love that book well you uh you know the quote um of what he said about it. Um, you have a video about it. Oh, yes. He made a video on my channel. He said, Crystal Star sets the bar in Star Wars literature. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maru is one of the greatest bad guys he has ever read about. These are all facts. These are true. Straight facts. It's like um, Matt's love, uh, Matt Wilkins' love of Shatterpoint. Wait, he likes Shatterpoint? We all know that. Uh, no one gets really just like scoop for us. Yes. Matt made, Matt made like five videos on my channel where he said how much he loves Shatterpoint, I Jedi, Clone Wars Gambit, all his favorite books. Um, what was the other... What did I hate? Or what did I like on there? What, what was the video I made? I was probably drunk uh, when I made Dawn it. Of, Dawn of the Jedi. I mean, I genuinely do like that book. Yes, and I, I made you dislike it. Matt doesn't it. understand it. Matt doesn't understand why I liked that book. You like well, he probably understands it. Understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the novel. Yeah, I'm like, this book's great. And then Brian and Matt are like, I hate it. It's not chronologically told. I'm like, so? Yeah, it was, it was refreshing. So, so, we, so we have more people that like Into the Void on here. I was about to say Actually, that. I read it like five years ago, so I don't really remember it. But I liked it when I read it. I just don't remember. Dylan. I remember a girl trying to find her brother or some shit like that. Other than that, I don't remember. That's pretty much it. Long. Into the Void. I, I didn't hate it as much, though I think that's because I, I've listened to the audiobook. It's a good audiobook for January Lavoie. Yeah. But Jeremy, Jeremy, you really need to upload your Gambit review. I need to film it. You haven't even filmed it? No, I have a big plan for it. Okay. But like, I'm very burnt out on reviews right now. That's part of my issue. Hmm. Um, I've literally filmed my A New Dawn review seven times, and it's turned out really shitty seven times. Oh boy. Yeah, it's it's bad. I've been trying to review the. Is it because the review is that bad, or because the book is that bad? The review is yeah. that bad. The book's meh, and the grand scheme of new canon books, 
it's not that bad. And it's probably because I read it last. It was one of the last new canon books I read because I gave up on the new canon. I don't know if you knew that, Amelia. I just straight up said, after reading the Rise of Skywalker movie novelization, I said, never again. This shit, I'm out. Literally, there's a scene in the Rise of Skywalker novelization where Leia starts floating from a handstand. Like, which Luke's training her. And then she like, says, I talked to uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda. And I'm like, how? You never knew them when they were alive. That doesn't make sense. Magic. You know, it made sense. I, I mean, I that makes as much sense as her naming her son after Obi-Wan, who she never met. Oh, yeah, that too. But it... Or taking the last name Solo, which is made up. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. Okay, so before the 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 new canon fan comes in who's read the Thrawn trilogy and says, well, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Yoda witnessed the twins being born. That was more symbolic of the um, how big a deal it was for the next generation of Jedi to come. I mean, is that in the novel of Last Command, or is that the comic? That's only in the comic, I think. Okay. It's it's in this. It's, it's in there. There's because... also a picture of Padme in Last Command. Where? Look at it, I think, when Leia is holding the baby. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. Dylan, are you sure what they're talking about? No, no. Uh, at least not in the birth scene. No, it's just... No, it's later. When it's she's later. already... Because there's... Here, let me put me in full screen. There. There's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's Space Mount Rushmore. Give me a panel quality. I'll look for it. Sometimes later, you can look through it. Right oh, oh, there's a there's a Mara as a Thundercat. Oh boy! Such terrible. The thing is that like most of the rest of the covers for the Thrawn trilogy comics are um, really good. But that one's just awful. Which is... I don't know. I, I know Amelia doesn't know how to read. And um, Dylan is blind. He doesn't read. He, he wouldn't see a comic. But... Uh, you, the you last can't... command. You're worse than Matt sometimes. Really good. I don't know. You... I give up. This is terrible podcast material, Noah. I blame you. Okay, but you know what? I get my copy. I look I for it. Like you, you, you can't. Super controversial, but somehow related to Star Wars. That'll look at interesting. What? You should have us talk about something super controversial, yet somehow related to Star Wars, and then the podcast will get interesting. Yeah, talk about your nonsense, Amelia. And see if I get banned from Tachi Station again. That was like once. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you get banned from Tachi Station. Five years ago? That was forever ago. It was, but they couldn't ban the woman. <laughs> they had to pick the white guy. But that's okay. I didn't like Tachi Station anyway. <laughs>
Oh, oh yeah. So I'm looking for it. So you can slap your meat. That's that's lovely. Jerry Cotswinkle the third. This is this is uh, part of his OnlyFans material right here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put him. Put him slapping his meat on OnlyFans. Let's see. No. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I, I, whoa, whoa, I got moment. Moment, moment, just a moment. <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> you motherfucker. That's a painting. That's different. It's still Padme. She's still in there. Well, that's good. Does this contradict Black Fleet Crisis? <laughs> no, because she was lying. Well, I know she's lying, but like, does that? I mean, like, Wait, the knowing what the I can't see English. What's the information in Black Fleet Crisis again? Uh, so, like, one of the plot threads is that Luke thinks he's found his mother. Okay. But it's not true, obviously. Okay. Right. But like, because they don't know what I, Luke doesn't know what his mother looked like. Mm -hmm. Not at that point. If he well, ever I think could. the explanation for the comic for uh, Last Command was basically there's a painting of a random senator from the old republic in you know in the Senate building or in some galactic building. Luckily, I didn't necessarily know who it was. It was just a painting of a senator that happened to be there. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, it's not till um, what's it called? What's Troy Denning's trilogy called? Darkness. Um, Darkness. Darkness. And they're yeah. like, oh. You're right. They do find out uh, about Padme and Dark Nest. How do you forget that? That's like one of the actual. That's one of the only interesting things that happened in that trilogy. No, the only interesting thing in Dark Nest is you realize, oh, I guess Jason is really powerful. Because the other interesting. Okay, there's three interesting things. Luke and Leia find out who their mother is. You realize Jason is powerful and borderline evil. Three, you realize how much of a pervert Troy Denning is. That's, yes, that's true. The infamous bug orgies. It's like his stuff in like you know Tatooine Ghost, and then like the one or two stuff he wrote for New Jedi Order were borderline. But it's like Darkness is where he really let out some of those those perverted lines. I don't know. It's not as bad as in Legacy of the Force. The whole oh yeah, well, that was published later. It's it's uh. It's darkness where you really first see it, like as explicit. Oh, oh that's what you're getting at. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. he did tone it down for Fate of the Jedi a lot. There wasn't really. I've only read. I've he only wanted. Read the he first, wanted like, to. Chapters of the first book of Fate of the Jedi, so I haven't even gotten to Troy Denning's stuff yet. But he wanted to imply that Jason and Tahiri had sex in Fate of the Jedi, like yeah, when I she heard was his apprentice. That. I heard about that. <sighs> and star by star, I already had that stuff. I reject that not only because it's gross of him having sex with his dead dead brother's ex girlfriend. Aaron, Aaron um, Olsen said that this didn't happen in his book. Like they yeah. disagreed well, on it. It's that. just Denning being a pervert because he's I a creepy that sex only because it's completely weird for him to have fucked his dead brother's ex girlfriend, but also because I think he was still in love with Tanelka. It just doesn't make sense for him to go after Denning. Woman Denning said. Denning said. It wasn't romance or anything. It was just hardcore fucking. Yeah, I, I still Basically. don't know. Basically. We have the title for this episode. 
I, I still don't feel like that's consistent with Jason's character to even have a casual affair because of how in love with, he was with Tenoka over the course of like 20 something years. Denning over. doesn't care. No, I that's just thought of... That's why it's not canon. Tahiri was, was trolling the, the court. Tahiri was, was molesting Ben Skywalker. Can we forget that never happened? No, because we bring it up on here a lot. That was like it was it was freaky. Okay, let's let's I'm coming up with the ultimate trilogy of sex pervert authors for Star Wars to write the next Troy series. Denning. Troy Denning is number one. Stackpole's gotta be on there too. No, I wasn't gonna put Stackpole on there. I don't because know. He, it, he, had, he had some. He had, some he had, he had his bestiality stuff in Rogue he Squadron. His, he, yeah, he had some brisque things in the Rogue Squadron books. That's true. Oh God! So it's got to be. Forced. And like, like, Wes Jensen, fucking boffins. Oh yeah, in uh, Requiem for a Rogue. Okay, so we got that. We got Michael Stackpole. We got Karen Travis. Because Karen Travis isn't that explicit, is she? No, Republic Commando. Hard contact. Oh, you feel like a 10-year-old in the Force. Triple Zero, which had to have happened a month later. Oh, you got me pregnant. See, I'll give I'll give Karen Travis that... You don't least, give Karen Travis anything. No, 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 no. At least she only alludes to things. Yes, like, like in yeah, Legacy yeah, of I the Force when she... The I don't think she's one of the top pervert authors, because, yeah... Like in Legacy of the Force, when she uses Dala as a self-insert to have sex with Boba Fett. Wait, that happened? What? That happens at the end of Revelations. Boba says he, Boba says he didn't have a woman since his wife, and Dala is like... And then... I reread Legacy of the Force like a couple years ago. I must have missed that. Or like, just like, it's blocked it subtle. out because it's creepy. But yeah, but, that's the thing. Travis is very subtle. Like, I mean, remember the gay couple that she wrote that, like, it took a while for people to realize they were a gay couple? Oh, God. I for, We haven't talked... I think that was in one of the first episodes of Legends we talked about that. Of this yeah. podcast. I mean, that's old news now. That was, like, 2008 and before. Um, uh, yeah. Um, like, nobody... Because it's like she implies they're married and you realize they're both dudes, but you don't really put two and two together. Okay, yeah, what's, what's, just what's, dude, dude. I call I I call bullshit because Chuck Wendig said his book features the first gay characters in Star Wars. But that's not true though, because there was the uh, lesbian in Lords of the Sith. That was. Are you saying Chuck Wendig is lying? I, I say that Do Chuck you actually dare to no, say Chuck? Chuck Wend- no, what he's saying is that Chuck Wendig doesn't believe women matter. Are you saying Chuck Wendig is disrespecting Karen Travis, a woman? I mean, they're both terrible for the fans. I'm sorry, small small times comment. Now I know what she meant by hard contact. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Jeremy, you're a literal Nazi for not agreeing with Karen Travis. God, um, remember when we were but, just going to talk about the epic collections? Uh, well, we're done <laughs> with the epic collections, but I'm I'm driving off of this. Let's, all right, real talk. Weirdest romantic couples in the EU: Mara and Lando. Terrible. Yes, oh. I agree with that one. That is, that's not the worst. Um, or 
I well, your question was weirdest. Um, Winter and Akbar. No, that, that didn't happen. Walter John Williams didn't know that Winter was married with Tycho. And he tried to ship Winter and Akbar. And then he had to try to ride it out. That's the thing. <sighs> yes, because in New Jedi Order, she has to take care of Akbar because he's old and he was going for it. Okay, I'm going to... Dylan are the reasons I'm in therapy. I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to go with what Michael Reeves was trying to do, but I think he got told not to. And so he killed both of them off at the end of Shadowhunter. Lorne Pavin and the Padawan. Wait, Lorne Pavin? Wait, no, I know his son, not his... Not Lorne. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren Pavin was the father in um, Shadowhunter. Like 20 years older, and she's like a teenager. Also, we can't forget my personal favorite thing in that book because it's so bizarre. It's out of place. Obi-Wan has like an offhand comment because he's like in there for some reason. I'm not quite sure why Obi-Wan was even like in Shadowhunter. Because it's a tie-in to episode one. I, other than that, like it didn't make any sense. Uh, Probably why? to have a cameo just for the sake of having a cameo. It, 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 I'll get to that in just a minute to before I have to like, but like, he's like, oh, she's pretty easy on the eyes, and I'm like, Obi Wan, you learned the last time you got involved with someone when you were younger, and you had to choose the council over them. Like, you, you can't do this. But this is, mind you. We all know now that he obviously had a fling every week in the Jedi Temple. We all know Obi-Wan's a player. We we can't forget Taria Damson, who was dying of space shellfish poisoning in the Gambit duology. Uh okay, I got one. Um this is a this is one predates by about um hold on, it was June. So that's Four months, I believe. Yeah, four months. Predates for uh, Karen Travis by four months. The Cessna deception, the Ark Trooper, and the one mercenary lady that had a thing with Jango Fett before he died, and their relationship was you look like Jango Fett. <laughs> and then she gets pregnant at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Does she really? Yes. Yep. Who wrote Cessna's deception? Um, Stephen Barnes. Barnes. Is that the only thing Stephen Barnes wrote for Star Wars? And uh, the short story. The, the Hive. Hive. Yeah, which is basically, uh, it happens like halfway through Sessa's Deception. It was really funny. That whole plotline. The Hive was actually you look, better. You look like my ex-boyfriend, let's fuck. That's basically it. <laughs> That's not the first time this has happened, though. You're We're basically like... his son. Blood Ties, which is the, bo- the second, uh, I think it's Boba Fett's dead, because there's a one of Django's clones has a son. Yes, Con- Connor Freeman. Um, Connor Freeman hooks up with Boba's wife. Well, or she th- tries to. She tries to get it on with him. That was weird. Of course, Connor Freeman's a dumb character. I'm go- I'm gonna take that hot take, but I don't think anyone cares about Connor Freeman. It's not like when you say Corn Horn is a terrible character. And everyone gets ass mad about it. 
Well, Cornhorn is a Michael Stackpole's Gary Stu self-insert, so. Brian <laughs> gets triggered in the distance. I'm sorry, iJedi is stupid. I'll agree, yeah. It is an awfully written book. It has stupid things in it. It's just... It's just Dylan, terrible. how is Brian not fired yet? I made that meme that was a tall outpost specifically to him. Oh, yeah, and he said something like activates lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered another awkward thing in Legacy of the Force. The Jaina threesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right at, right at the end. Out of nowhere. When they were hunting Alima Rar, and she said something like, oh, she bet her shirt, and then both the boys were like, hell yeah, I'll take your shirt. It's like, why would he write that? Who who wrote it? I don't remember was, if that was, was Troy it? Denning. I don't remember if that was Troy Denning. It could have been Aaron or Karen, but either way, that happened. Yes, because Does I remember... Do remember which book that was in, where she's like, I bet my shirt? Because I remember in Outcast, Fate of the Jedi Book 1, by Aaron Olsen, um, she meets Jack on board a Star Destroyer, and they have sex in his office. That, it was done better. Like, it cuts and it was done for, like, comedic effect. I, I picture Alston writing it tastefully. Yes. Unlike Denny. Like, how much can I get away with in a Star Wars book? I don't know. Remember uh, Zezer's see-through robe in Shadows of the Empire? He's a, okay, you know why this is more acceptable? He's a bad guy. That's true, but I mean, Steve Perry is a humongous sex pervert. Read his alien books where... Yeah, yes, that's true, but Denning is worse. I absolutely believe I he wrote... I... I believe Troy Denning wrote actual hardcore sex scenes and Delray took it out. I believe that. I, 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 I think that Steve Perry did that too, judging by the dream in Alien's Nightmare Asylum where Hicks is uh, when you dreaming that Hicks is having sex with her and then he has, an alien comes out of him and then has sex with her. These can we just super hot. <laughs> can we just list because okay, I made a list um with all the creepy stuff. All the skywalkers are sex perverts. In the expanded universe. Okay, Luke, he's a necrophile. He has sex with a corpse. Oh, that's Alistair. true. Wait, oh. No, he has sex with her ghost. That's different. That's a double necrophilia. <laughs> he has sex with a ghost and a corpse. Wait, oh, yeah, that's true, because she inhibits this, one of his paddle one's bodies. He has sex with one of his students. That's the other thing. Wait, which did it? Oh, oh the one that... Yeah, because she... Yeah, because she goes in the body. Um, Leia. Oh, no, that's not the yeah. first time he's hooked up with a student because Dark Empire 2. Dark Empire 2. Leia, in Fate of the Jedi, there's a comment when Leia is disguised as a Twi'lek with body paint and everything. Is that racist in Star Wars? I don't think so. But she says... Leia literally says to, to Jaina, you should see how your father reacts when I'm wear wearing my Twi'lek outfit. That was Han and Leia do cosplay. That was actually like a Sea of the Forest. There was, uh, that was invincible. Hmm. Then um, Luke and Mara in New Jedi Order. Mara calls Luke Master Skywalker in the bedroom. 
That's established. That's canon, that's a thing. No, it just goes around pointing out every, reading through every book just so we can mark down like incidences of the authors being perverts. I picture on the other side of this camera on his wall, there's like a bulletin board with pictures and notes and just like, <laughs> tied so around. Troy Denning was a pervert in these books, and here Steve Perry was a pervert, and Aaron Alston made that one comment. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm reading through it again. I'm on X-Wing right now. The first book, there's a little bit pervert stuff. Remember in Legacy, the comic, when uh, Cade's friend is trying to hook up that with whole Cade? Comic, that whole comic is rated R. Like, that's not in like a very, very rated R, but more like this stuff is above PG-13 for sure. When, when Cade is uh, having that hallucination and he makes out with Mara, his like great-great-great-grandmother, he doesn't make out with her. With her. I don't know if he did. No. We they don't make out. Up. I think no, it's. Like, he, oh. he, definitely, he makes some comments that are like, oh, you've definitely played both sides. Like, I'm being a pirate. Like, an interaction. Then she turned into Darth Vader and he fought her. This could just be a drunken memory of this. Yeah, I think it no, is. Yeah, they, he didn't make out with her. No, he didn't make out all. with her. Um, that didn't happen. But. Yeah. What? It you didn't know what happen. I'm talking about, though, when he trips and he sees yes. like all of his. Like, yes, yeah. he has a wish. He has a vision of Mara, and she tells him, "Death sticks, really? Come on!" And then she turns into Vader, and then she Vader basically calls him fucking stupid. So do all his ancestors. Yes. Is this a Mandela effect thing happening right now? That I come from the universe Probably. where where uh, John Ostrander was also a gigantic pervert. When but do you? But do you guys remember one thing that happens in? Legacy broken. When they rescue Marasia Fell and they bring her back to Rowan Fell, the Imperials, there's a scene where Kate Skywalker leaves his friends and you can see in a panel he slept next to Sia Fell. Oh god, I his forgot cousin. about that. And this was a printing well, error. Her fourth cousins, which is still creepy, but, yeah, that's, I, but that's, that's, here's the thing. Um, Legacy was being published when New Jedi Order, um, New Jedi Order, Dark Nest, and Legacy of the Force were still being published. So it was not yet confirmed when those comments were being released that Jaina would marry Jag. It was still it was like a printing error, though, because I remember when this came out, that was issue five of Legacy. Then in issue six, they said, we're sorry, we, we, we drew the we we inked the wrong girl. It was an inking error. Yes, it was supposed to be Kate's girlfriend. Yes. How Which it's one? pronounced? Delilah or Delia Blue? How Delia. Is it? Delia. 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 Okay. Well, he fucks like three different chicks. There's the red. Oh, yeah, girl. There's the the orgy on Celtron. Yeah, there's there's he there's and his Delia. buddies have an orgy on Celtron. Yes. There's, there's the redhead. There's Delia, and then there's a uh, Darth. There's Dartellen when he's undercover. What's the redhead's name? I can't remember her name right now. Oh god, I don't remember. It's funny because I feel like it's some sort of name that like is a real name, like in the real world. She's the one that he turns into like the the female Darth Vader. Yeah, because she's like Vader. injured or burned or. What was what was that? Oh, it was in Vector. It was at the end of Vector. Where she I don't gets know. she's in like a lot of the a lot of the legacy comics. I just don't remember her name. I don't know. I don't okay, like Kate Skywalker romances. 
I was waiting for when uh, Anya Solo got involved. You know, I was waiting, waiting for when they did actually like Aslan Ray. That's who it was. It was Aslan Ray. Okay. The redhead. So yeah, he fucks at least three tricks throughout the course of the series. Okay, Scott Johnson has one right now. Palpatine and Sly Moore, the the Umbarian. Do we ever see this in a book or comic? Let's see this. Or is it just alluded to? Because it's also Dylan and I have talked about this before on like a previous podcast. The amount of people that Mara has supposedly been with. Mm-hmm. It's like a gigantic fan list of things. Yeah. The Emperor's on that list, I believe. Yes. We've gone down a dark path, and I I blame quality. Why do you blame me? Because I guess you're the one who keeps talking about people fucking in Star Wars books. We have to talk about it, okay? No one else talks about it, and it's a serious issue. It's a serious issue, and we have to address it. Fascinated with this. I mean, everything I say, Jerry Cotswinkle the third, it's also his fault. Whose fault? Whose fault? It's yours. Your Do you fault. blame me? Yeah, I absolutely blame I, you. I blame Dylan for having a bad toupee. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you blame Dylan for being a sex pervert. <laughs> I, mean, I blame him for being John Sadler. I think that's the... Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that comes up like once a year at most, and still it doesn't get old, does it? Dylan, what's going on? Why do you have your hand up? Wait, small times comment. Shira Bree, what exactly do you mean? Bad romance? In Star Wars? I mean, we could say that Starkiller and Juno Eclipse had no chemistry. I could argue yeah. that. This, oh. reminds, this uh, reminds me of something. Shira Bree, Lumaya in Legacy of the Force. There was one joke that legitimately made me laugh. And I don't know if it's because it's good or because it's so fucking terrible. When Luke and Mara investigate and they find her apartment, Mara is like, yeah, I'm not gonna let you search your ex-girlfriend's bedroom. And Luke is like, yeah, I saw everything in there before. <laughs> I forgot they were t- a thing. That was in the Marvel comics, right? Yes. And then she becomes Lamaya. When was that in the Marvel comic? I think pretty late. Yeah, I don't think I've gotten that far. I'm just going to say post-issue epi- post 50, probably. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm past that. Like, Probably in the sixties, because she's gone for a while, and then she becomes back as Lamaya. And I've read the Lamaya stuff when he, when Luke and her duel, and he has to use the Shoto blade because he's getting wrecked. Um, another quick shout out: most pointless Star Wars novel. We'll start with Amelia. The most pointless what? Star Wars novel, like, why was it even bothered to be written? Hmm. Like I said, it's been at least three years since I read a Star Wars book through entirety, so let me think. 
you want me to give you a minute and go to someone else? I rage quit on Chatterpoint because it was boring. But I mean, like, pointless. Like, it doesn't really tie to anything. And you're just like, when you were done, you're like, why? Yeah, I can't really specifically remember. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of the new Jedi Order books that could have been condensed or just wiped. Quality, I know what yours is because I think it's the same as mine. You think? I may Can't surprise it. you. I wanted to say it, but you say pointless in the sense, why is it even released? Gambit, I can see being a Clone Wars cash grab. Oh, I'm, fair enough. Yeah, I wanted to say Galaxy's Runes of Dantooine, but, but that's, that's a video game tie-in and you could say maybe that this was... Nah. So I'm gonna go with, even though I somewhat enjoyed it, Razor's Edge. I, I would argue that that's set up to be Leia being a protagonist in the book. Yes, but it is a pointless story. Actually, uh, actually with no connections to anything. Amelia. That actually reminded me, Fatal Alliances was terribly written and I, it didn't really tell, tie in well to the Star Wars The Old Republic from my memory. Yeah, that's I don't bad. like Sean Williams as an author anyway, so like I read I read the both of the, uh, what's it called, Force Unleashed books he wrote and I'm like, these aren't well written. It's like he yeah, didn't really adapt the video game well. Um, so yeah, when he wrote, I read Fatal Alliances years ago and it just, it just wasn't that good. And I, yeah, it didn't tie into Old Republic well. I Jedi. We already know what happened at the Academy. We don't need Korn's take on what happened at the Academy. The Academy. Okay. I... Wait, wait, wait. I maybe have one. If we're gonna say, why was it released? It has no connections. A good book. Scourge. Oh, no. Scourge Which was is pretty high in uh, the dark... The, uh... The... What was the... The Wizards of the Coast... Yes, but think like generally, like with Galaxy's Runes of Dantwin, you can say video game tie-in. Okay, that makes enough sense. <clears throat> Razor's Edge and Honor Among Thieves. Let's bring in new people into the EU <clears throat> because everyone loves the Rebellion era. But Scourge, I don't think that really appeals to anyone. Like, I don't think the RPG crowd is like big enough. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have three. I have three that are tied equally. Red Harvest. Red Harvest has no point that it isn't tied into anything. But we need a, book, a Star Wars book that has zombies. Zombies were so popular in 2012. That's one. Um, Scoundrels. That that has no purpose at all. Except for Zahn shitting on AC Crispin's work. Zahn's shitting on his own work, too. We can't forget yes. that. He shit on himself before he started shitting on others. Brandy um, Perkins says a Star Wars book that's uh, irrelevant and holds no relevance to the rest of the Star Wars universe is the new canon. Yeah, well, that's obvious. Um, and the third is Survivor's Quest. Which one was that? You, was that? you could... You... The last of the, his uh, New Republic books? Yes, that. But you could argue it's a duology with outbound flight because it ends certain plot threads. Yeah, it it does that, and it also serves as the only time we see Luke and Mara married before the she gets space cancer. 
yeah, before she gets space cancer, we actually get that story. It's also before the Vong War. Yes. Um, I was going to go there. Because, I mean, we weren't satisfied with Union, the most worthless comic of all time. With the worst artwork. And and uh, Mara fights a royal guard and we never see it. That's good. That was that was, I was like being a fan of Crimson Empire. I was like, I want to see Mara fight a royal guard. That the, it's like, and Luke's like, did you have to break every bone in his body? And she's like, yeah. Speaking like, of speaking of union, do you remember the artwork? How they took just pictures of famous actors, like I counted: Bruce Willis, um, Bruce Campbell, Tommy Lee Jones, and. Um, Christopher Walken. I you can actually see that. their face. Cam Solusa is um, Bruce Willis in that comic. And <laughs> I think Tommy Lee Jones is Wes Jensen. That's weird because Wes Jensen had an actor. Yes. It's, it's weird. It has terrible artwork. Not as bad as the new canon comics. No, it's not like when they just take Armada uh, models that someone photographed and then they stencil over the top of them dylan was very mad that was his armada oh my god scott johnson's comment i'm offended kenobi was pointless I disappointing and pointless I kenobi serves the purpose of getting obi-wan from his misery at the end of revenge of the sith to for lack of a better term last of the jedi because he's a different character and uh, between Revenge of the Sith and Last of the Jedi, the Jude Watson series, which had already come out before Kenobi came out. And it shows the uh, him trying to cope with what's happened and him trying to connect with Qui-Gon, which by the time we get to The Last of the Jedi, he can talk to Qui-Gon in the Force. Which is like the only good thing about Last of the Jedi, the uh, Jude Watson series. Because they decided Ferris Olin had to be the greatest Jedi before Ahsoka was the greatest Jedi. Ferris Olin was the greatest Padawan ever. Can't say anything about it. I'm still on Jedi Quest. Oh, have you gotten... Oh, no, that's later in Jedi Quest when Anakin and Ferris finally face off. No, I'm on the Yeddle story. Okay, that when Ferris and... Uh, and Anakin, that's after that. Okay. The, that's the only... That's like one of the... Uh, I honestly like that more than when they finally uh, confront Granta Omega. He's the villain in that, right? Yes. He's the overarching one. It's been so long. I remember Jedi Apprentice better in the grand scheme of all of Jude Watson's work. Jedi Apprentice is just better written. And there's more of it. 20 books. Yeah, if you count those special editions, yeah, there is. Whereas Jedi Quest is technically eleven. Yes, that was weird. This one of one of them was like book zero. Yeah, it was supposed to be a bit. It was supposed to be the next Shadows of the Empire, and it never was. Um, they did make a comic of it. There is a comic adaptation of Jedi Quest, and it has terrible art. It's really ugly looking art. I don't even remember that story, to be honest. I don't remember a lot of Jedi Quest, except for there's one book where 
Book three is when uh, Anakin races Sebulba's son. Yes. And they get Anakin's age wrong. Really? I just read it. Yeah. What they, did it say? They say he's like a year younger than he is. Oh. Because there's like this thing in the Phantom Menace, there's a continuity error that they kind of glanced over, like retcon that Anakin, some stories say that Anakin's nine in the Phantom Menace and some say that he's 10. And I mm -hmm. think the overarching thing is they've decided that he turned 10 on the way to Coruscant. So he left his mom right before his birthday. Sounds that totally makes sense. What a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean for his birthday he got to be away from sand. <laughs> he had a party with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon in the spaceship. He got to he got to ogle Padme the Cougar. Oh Jaja was there too. I mean, a woman's right? not a cougar unless she's old enough to be the guy's mother. Fair enough. Fair enough. He has. Uh, we can talk about all of the weird. There's weird Anakin Padme stuff in Phantom Menace. Yes, because he's because he's like ten, but he looks like five, and she's fourteen, but looks like twenty. Yeah, I think a lot of the weirdness is the fact that Jake Lloyd was like eight when they made that movie, and Natalie Portman was like seventeen. So you've got like a nine-year age gap. Between actors, yeah. you know, the gap is supposed to be like five years, but just that, made it really uncomfortable. That it would really be fun. it would be fine if it was like if they were like twenty and twenty seven or something like that, but no, my, dead young, it's very obvious. My thing was was uh, in the no Terry Brooks novel. He says some things like he says like throwing some player moves at her. Oh As god, the scene the scene when they and it's even worse dialogue. Yeah, I'm gonna that, marry you one day. That's he says not, something that, like that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's on Tatooine where they talk about that. Yes. I wonder if that was George Lucas's original dialogue and he just passed it along to Terry it, Brooks. It better should be. Terry Brooks is a good writer. So someone, I don't believe okay, I he will, would do this. I would defend Terry Brooks. He does change dialogue and he makes it flow better in many parts in Phantom Menace. But yeah, I wonder if that's what, like, the script George Lucas handed him. Like, I wonder if that was, like, originally what George Lucas wrote, and Terry Brooks was like... Well, Terry Brooks That's, that's said, not subtle enough. Terry Brooks said that he and George worked really hard together on the novel, because, like, George gave him the Darth Bane stuff, because there's talking of Darth Bane. Mm -hmm. um, that I think that's technically the first mention of Darth Bane is in Terry Brooks's novel. Like mm, we're talking so? complication. It's before the Kevin J. Anderson story and Jedi versus Sith, the comic. Speaking of comics that have terrible art. Uh, yeah. Dark Horse just had trash art most of the time, but really good looking covers, like in the early days. Jedi versus Sith, the artwork was so Jedi versus Sith is a pile of shit in it general. didn't it didn't fit with the story. It was yeah, this it, brutal story and this kid-friendly artwork. It, it was like Happy Tree Friends or something. <laughs> it was. It's the Happy Tree Friends of the EU. Amelia doesn't even know what that is. I've not even heard it's that like, It's like this adorable little kitty drawings. And one of them get like his arm chucked, chopped off. It's like, whoa. No, or his arm wasn't chopped off. Zana like, explodes it up with her mind. <laughs> right. That's better. Oh, that's true, yeah. And then he gushes blood everywhere. Is it his arm or is it his leg? 
No, it's like it's his arm. Song. And then like his, and then Bane's like, why'd you do that? And he's like, I, I thought it would be better than killing him. What's Bane's uh, let's call her girlfriend what's her name? Githany? Githany, right. When she like oh, a skeleton friend? comes back. Oh yeah. Yeah, because that's not in Path of Destruction. Yeah. She's and like, Bane, she I survived, and then she poof, Turns into dust. Yes. It's so stupid. Basically, Drew Carpishan looked at Jedi versus Sith and it's like, well, most of the there's some salvageable things from this. Oh, this thing with Githany, that's stupid. I'm not gonna have it in there. Oh, when um what is what is Zana's like stupid name that her cousins call her? Rain? She's Rain. One Tomcat is the one she blows the arm off of, and Bug was the one that died because Tomcat like cut him in half. That okay, I rem I'm remembering this. And uh, he she blows up Tomcat's arm. Yeah. And then like they walk away, but in at the end of Path of Destruction, she just horribly murders a bunch of Republic soldiers and Bane finds her and they walk away together. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well they, they shot her uh bouncing ball friend. Yes, that's right. Which, I mean, that also happens in Jedi versus Sith, and she kills them. But it happens earlier in Jedi versus Sith. This is these, we're talking about like when continuity. I think this is the first time continuity really got wrecked after like the Bantam era. But I would say it was for the better. Yeah, since. Well, I don't. Well, the thing with Jedi versus Sith is Jedi versus Sith is one of the least printed Star Wars comics made by Dark Horse. In fact, to me, to my knowledge, it's only been printed twice, collected, printed initially in paperback, and when they did, they did this beautiful series of hardcovers. I think they were only in America. It was called the 30th Anniversary Collection, and that was one of them. They collected the Freedom Nat Uprising. That was the first one. Which is a weird thing to randomly collect. Uh, they can they collected Jedi versus Sith. Then they collected Django and Sam Zam Westhold, those like one shots into a hardcover. They did a volume of Clone Wars. They did they did the first volume of Legacy. They Splinter of the Mind's Eye was another one. Oh, the Darth Maul miniseries, the four issue mini. Um, they just did a bunch of random ones so you get a taste of what the EU was in different eras. I think Union was another one they did. Hmm. And possibly Boba Fett, Death, Lies, and Treachery, which is a couple Boba Fett one-shots. Amelia's falling asleep. She's like, I don't read. I can make stabbing memes and get Jeremy in trouble. Rob D's comment, Bane of the Sith... Jedi versus Sith and Darth Bane, Path of Destruction, all contradict each other. Yes, they do. Wait, how? I missed this. Probably because I read the books like five to ten years apart. So Bane of the Sith is a short, the last short story Kevin J. Anderson did. And it was for the Star Wars gamer. And in it, Bane, it talks about Bane being like haunted by a bunch of things, which is kind of talked about in Rule of Two for a very short period of time. Um, then he's like, I have to find my apprentice on Onderon, 
which huh. he already has Zana at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically says, Zana, find your way off of this planet and meet me on Onderon. And she manipulates this family into taking her to Onderon and kills them. And uh, rule of two. I love it. It's one of my favorite scenes in that. Okay. So I've, I've read the Bane trilogy like seven or eight years ago. But I haven't read that say, short story. Didn't even know it existed. So. Yeah, most people don't. I only know it because Matt Wilkins talked about it on Matt's Expanded Universe. And I thought that was weird of why Kevin J. Anderson would even write a short story at that point in the Old Republic. Because how many... Dylan, you might know this. How many years uh, after Tales of the Jedi Redemption does path of destruction take place path of destruction um it's a few hundred years isn't it it's a few thousand years path of, like, path of destruction what? is like uh about like a thousand um bby and um tales of the jedi redemption that happens it's a few hundred years before, yeah that happens a yeah, few okay. hundred years before kotor okay and yeah, it, it was just weird. It was a weird, weird story for Kevin J. Anderson to write, anyway. Um, but I, I was trying to. Oh yeah, Z- Zana has a weird relationship in Rule Two, right? And there's a, a line that is really uncomfortable. Like she turns, she is like eighteen or something, and she has an affair with this Twilight guy, and she mentions. Darth Bane and she never, uh, you know, he never had that interest in her. Yeah, well, I... I so I, we pretty much got a scene where she loses her virginity in this book. Yeah, well, I always thought of her as just like, she just did it to be evil. Because she horribly murders all of them. Yes. Cause well, no, that, she doesn't kill them. She just leaves them uh, to to their plot that's going to get them all killed. I thought she made someone bleed out their eyes. Uh yes, but not the not that guy and his like his friends. Does he does she make the the random chiss that's there for no reason? That's the only dumb thing in Rule of 2. Bleed out her eyes. Is it the chiss that she does that to? I don't, don't remember. Yeah. You don't even remember there was a chiss, do you, Dylan? Uh, yeah. Because I remember reading that and I was like, why is there a Chiss? Why are there Chiss wandering around? Does this, this makes Thrawn, like, not special at all. There's also a Chiss in more Lockdown. Yeah, there's also a Vong in more Lockdown. That doesn't but at least sense. they don't know what the Vong is. It's just something that they captured that's really good at killing things. That's unlike all they the, know. Unlike the Chiss guy. Which that was like the worst twist in more lockdown. That was the one part in the book they really didn't like. Uh, more lockdown has some stupid things in it. I like it overall, but there's there's like he rips the wampa's heart out. That's goofy. <laughs> and there's one thing, I don't know if you know about this. More lockdown. The entire premise is a contradiction. Because the story is, Maul is sent to this arms dealer. He's supposed to get this bomb. And this bomb gets used in Darth Plagueis in an assassination on Plagueis himself. By the events 
of more lockdown, where it is in the timeline, that has already happened. Oh, yeah. Well, they misplaced it on the timeline, for one thing. I think it's also in the book. Like, Plagueis, he had to move to somewhere else. And in lockdown, he's already in this different whatever where he is. So the bomb thing already happened in more lockdown itself. I think that was the contradiction there. I don't know. I know that like with uh, with many things on the the timeline uh that Del Rey put out I wouldn't recommend reading them in that order if you're trying to go chronologically no nope. I don't I don't know I don't th I don't remember it doing that though and I read Plague yeah, lockdown almost back to back novels. Because I read it recently, I read Lockdown twice, and I noticed something is off here. Like, something is just wrong. Well, it's it's pretty much a pointless story, except for to explain how Sidious knows about Kamari Vosa and the band Ogora before Dooku's his apprentice. And, and to it's... show off some awesome mall action. Yeah, and specifically mall dueling Kamari Vosa, which is very much hardcore fan service right there um because let's be honest how many times does kamari vosa show up in the eu like twice if we're not counting the bounty hunter video game because that's technically secondary canon although the events of what happened in it did happen ish um she shows up in she's referenced in plagueis she doesn't show up in Plagueis, but she's there because they talk about Dooku they, throughout Plagueis' book because Plagueis is like scouting Dooku out as an apprentice to replace Palpatine, perhaps. And Palpatine's also scouting him out to be his replacement for Maul. Um, they talk about how Dooku's apprentices in his eyes had failed. They met, met, reference both Qui-Gon and uh, Kamari Vosa in that because Kamari, v I it would have been interesting. I will say this: it would have been an interesting story to see have a Dooku and Kamari Vosa when they're both still Jedi. That would have been interesting to see because we don't get that. We don't even get really get Dooku and Qui-Gon together as Jedi much, which is a shame. I bet Jude Watson could have written something great about it. Well, she did. She wrote a little yeah, yes, bit. In, uh, Legacy and the, the Jedi and Secrets of the Jedi. They Specifically, I think it's Legacy of the Jedi. She, young Qui-Gon and Dooku are training together a little bit in that. And um, trying to think. We see a young Qui-Gon in Plagueis. Yeah. But it's not a very much younger Qui-Gon. I think he had already had Xanatos as his apprentice. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Either had it, he either already had him, or like it was the tail end of Xanatos's. I don't well, think... When we first see him. Because Plagueis takes place over like 80 years, or something like after that. after Xanatos, because uh, I just read Jedi The Dark Side, so I know how oh, yes. that ended. It's in that era where Qui-Gon's miserable and, Wait, like, travel around. 
And that was supposed to be a whole series, I think. Jedi the Dark Side? Jedi the Dark Side. I think that was supposed Initially, to go Initially, yes, but it got cancelled midway through and they tie it up. Yes. Uh, yeah, because the whole... They set it up so Qui-Gon thinks that Xanatos is dead. Spoilers. I just read this. This is the last Star Wars thing I read. Hmm. Let's cycle into what we're reading then. In the most rambly podcast. Uh... We didn't have a plan. Do you Still want me to just quit if it's not Star Wars? Oh, yeah, we can talk about some other things if you want. That's what Matt like does. I haven't read Star Wars in like three years. But we'll start with some Star Wars. Dylan. I'm still on the Paradise Snare. I'm about. Oh, oh yeah, further much, in, though. That much through it. Not that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's still on. Um, Shoot, um, Elysia, that's the planet. Okay. And and he's got his furry friend now. Oh, yeah, the pre-Chewbacca. Like yeah. a friend who has fur or a friend who is a furry? A friend that has fur. That isn't Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Uh, quality. Right now, Jedi Quest, three and one. Okay, which one specifically are you on? Um, the one with Yedl is number seven, The Shadow Trap. Okay. Are you liking and... it? Oh yeah, I like it so far. Um, I'm also reading the X-Wing books again. I'm on Wedge's Gamble right now. And non-Star Wars, I'm reading Kari Mora by Thomas Harris. Hmm, okay. Of the creator of Hannibal Lecter. Okay, that's why I knew all right, Amelia. I am still reading Trials of Apollo, so I am on book four. Um, I think book five is coming out next month, so I'm I'm just about done with this. I've got like 150 pages more or so, but I've been kind of taking it slow because I have ADHD and it's not the highest priority in life right now. But uh, yeah, so I've been reading the series for like probably since either the beginning of the year or since spring. Um, so I reread Percy Jackson's, reread Heroes of Olympus, and then started this for the first time. And then the final book comes out next month. So. All right. That's my life. I, I'm boring. So I finished uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark for paper movies. Speaking of weird sex pervert things and that, um, apparently when Indy was 28, he had an affair with Marion Ravenwood. and she was. Oh, that's implied in the movie. But they don't imply that she was like a child child. In they the do. She says that. She yells it at him at some point in the movie. Well, I always interpreted it as she was like barely an adult. Like she was like 18 and like acted like a child still. But thanks, George. What does the book tell you? In the, in the book, it really it's, says it made their it, age. 20, yeah, it, 28 and 14, 15. 15. 15. It was gross. It's the only thing I... Well, actually, that's not there true. And Indy, Indy is thinking, oh, she's a woman now. Yeah, a lot. It's the most creepy stuff ever. Who the fuck wrote that book? Campbell Black. Otherwise, that it's a solid book. And that's not on him, that's on George Lucas. That's George Lucas. They also, we know Lucas is also a little... He's a pervert, too. We, I mean, know, we know his love for Twi'leks. Leia's lovely, famous outfit from Return of the Jedi was George Lucas's idea. George Lucas approved a picture of Ayla Secura naked. 
That's official Star Wars art. Remember when she and Kit Fisto had a thing in a Tales comic? No. I try not to. All these Jeremy tentacles. and Noah just look for the most perverted things in the Star Wars universe and they're like, ooh, ooh, let's yes. mark this down. Let's add this to our list. Yes, I'm an aficionado, okay? <laughs> and Star I just, on Star Wars, Star, Wars. Star Wars Perversion. That's my new YouTube channel, Star Wars Perversion. <laughs> I just... <laughs> All right. You broke Jeremy. I just came up with what we're going to call this episode. <laughs> Star Wars Perversion. <laughs> I can't wait till you make a video of your timeline, which just, it's just the Star Wars universe timeline, but instead of events, it's just every, every sex it... reference. Every... Yes. <laughs> Dawn of the Jedi, 26,000 years ago, mentions hookers. Mentions, that's all that stuff. Mentions we're prostitutes. About, we're talking about a universe where jazz is referred to as jizz, and yes. the clarinet's the jizz stick. Is that worth pointing out? For and sex pervert stuff, it's even worse because in like in the uh, 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 young Jedi Knights, in like the last arc, they like they go to they go to like a cantina and there's like Bith playing like playing, and they literally call it oh they're playing they're playing jizz or something like that. <laughs> Little kids <laughs> and lots of jizz. <laughs> no, no, we're not a watch list now. No, perverts will get drastically more interesting if you include Felonies the Clone Wars. Oh, I just remembered Crystal Star. It has a reference. Han is thinking about the time he and Leia had sex in front of the fireplace. That's mild. I have all of this here. It's all here. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't know, that's kind of mild. It stands out every time. It's always so out of place. You find that way more interesting than everything else in the Star Wars universe, just like Troy Denning. He I, is Troy oh, Denning. Don't, don't compare me to Troy Edgelord Denning. Don't you dare fucking compare me to Troy Denning. You have to understand your enemy. No, so we'll but I understand it. They know your enemy. Oh God! Remember when the woman in Kenobi wants Obi Wan's nuts, and then he's yes. like, "Oh my she wants my nuts." Just like, um, what are we going to do? Uh, like, what's her face from Jedi Apprentice, and what's her face from the Clone Wars did? She I mentioned the, the two of them too. Oh, you mean Siri Tachi and Satine? Yes, because Taria Damson is not mentioned because I guess she didn't matter because she was dying of shellfish poisoning. She was just a fuck buddy, basically. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's basically said in the books. And that he was embarrassed by her affection to him. <laughs> and Anakin... Oh. Rob D. Anakin's like justifying his marriage to Padme because Keanu Moody has multiple wives in uh, No Prisoners. Mm. He's like, there's gotta be a loophole that I can bone you and get away with it. Holocron Keeper Evan just came in. 
for all the perverted stuff. Mm -hmm. Welcome. This is, this is facts. Rob D, is that true? Um, it I wouldn't surprise me. It's okay. been like a decade since I read it. I highly doubt it. It sounds accurate. It sounds I, accurate. I, I, I mean, do Jaina does have orgies in Darkness with the bucks. I do remember in Star by Star when they were initially captured and like, uh, uh, that they had all been like stripped of their clothing when they were under the initial torture scenes. So they were, uh, everyone on the strike team was naked for most of that until. There, there is fan fiction about it. I know it because I wrote. Kids who are 15 and under. Noah, yes. Noah, this is, um, who wrote Star by Star? Troy Denning. Troy Denning, Troy Denning was uh, channeling Ian Fleming in Casino Royale with the, uh, what was what was the thing he used? It was the uh, carpet whacker, on the balls. On the balls, one of the most heinous things I've ever read in a book that wasn't written by Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King's sex stuff is way, way more uncomfortable. I don't. Have you read some Clive Barker? Not That's yet. The epitome of nast. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Evan. I Jedi can bone. They just can't be in relationships. Yeah, in um, one of the uh, Karen Miller books, uh, when like the clones are, are talking to like Ahsoka, and she's like, uh, we're, she says, I think that she says like, uh, we're not celibate, we just can't like marry or something to, like that. Ahsoka, oh. Ahsoka says it in No Prisoners. No Prisoners. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. Ahsoka says it to, I think, uh, it's like Kalista? Or no, it's, it's Rex. Is it Rex? Rex and yeah, the it's clones. Yeah, it's the clones because they're like, uh, they're like curious about Jedi, and they're like, oh, you know, we can't. Yeah, they asked the thirteen-year-old. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, well, yeah, because it makes sense later when she meets Callistia and Callistia's husband, and is horrified. Oh, yeah. sees him touching Callista's ass, and she's like, whoa. Yeah, he gets a, he gets a whole handful on her. Yes. Actually, and, now that you mention it, 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 like Ahsoka's immediate reaction, Amelia, is like, "Oh God, they're going to turn into Sith." <laughs> like, <laughs> like so, I don't know how to do this. Meanwhile, it's like that angel's line: "Don't have sex because you'll get pregnant and die." The Jedi equivalent is like, "Don't have sex because you'll turn into a Sith and die." Well, the whole the whole setup, the the irony of the setup for No Prisoners is that Anakin wants to be with Padme, so he sends Ahsoka and Rex away so he can do it. He sent them to go be with Pelion. And Pelion tells her, yeah, put on more clothes. Mm. Yeah. You, you don't run Wait, around half naked on my shoe. Travis. Travis. It's written between Karen Miller's Wild Space and her Gambit duology. But they're all okay. essentially one series. And you see, that that right there is why Pelion is the greatest character in the entire Spanish universe. Because even he saw through Ahsoka and was like, nah, you put it. He, he, he is the only one who was man enough to actually talk to Ahsoka. Yeah, she no. literally says, on my frigate, you dress professionally. That's why Pelion yes, is I the boss. That line. And uh, yeah, it, it's also my favorite uh, characterization of Pelion is in that, because he's also having that affair with the, the spy, and he's like so embarrassed that they have to go rescue her. Isn't our son introduced to New Jedi Order and killed off subsequently? They have a son together who's introduced to yes, New Jedi Order. Yes, 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 he's at the end of New Jedi Order, he gets mentioned and dies. 
Um, I know that... Um, th and that's he has another bastard child with some other women. Oh, speaking of worst uh, Star Wars EU ships, Tahiri and Pelion. Some... Really? What? What? No. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna disagree. That's fanfic trash. That that didn't actually happen. So the I refuse Rapp to book. believe. <laughs> no, not does even... he like try to seduce him or something before she kills him, or at least like say something flirtatious? It's been too long. He, I, I I'm sorry. I'm stuck. I'm stuck on no prisoners with the world's laziest planet when they decide Afghanistan was a planet, and, and uh, to the point where the odd in the audio. Um, in the audiobook, he, all of the uh, characters that are holding um, Pelion's girlfriend all have Middle Eastern accents. It's so bad. And then, like, Rex and uh, the clones use tactics that the U.S. Army did in, in the current war to, like, rescue her. Because uh, Karen Travis was a war correspondent before she was an author. Author. The... I'll give her credit. She knows what she's talking about when it comes to military tactics and combat. That's, that's the only thing. Republic Commando. Like initially, that's why she wrote Hard Contact is because she knew how that worked. And I will give her credit where credits due. Unfortunately, yeah. most of the other things suffer in Republic Commando. Basically, and in Legacy of the Force. Oh, more so in Legacy of the Force because. And speaking of Pelion, I think. His spoiler, his death in Legacy of the Force is the only good one because Travis, in her three books, she kills three of my favorite characters in each book. To be fair, I don't know that it was her decision specifically to kill off Mara. No, I don't think it's probably it, a collaborative decision. That's a Delray that came from because Troy Denning hated that he had to kill who he had to kill off. Like he oh, yeah. did, he's gone and he said in interviews that that was, that was not his call to kill like Anakin. It was not mm -hmm. his call to kill Jason. He just got the short end of the stick. It's just like how Ari Salvatore didn't uh, said what uh, didn't have the choice to kill Chewbacca. I mean, isn't it true that originally Delray had the idea of killing Luke? Yes, Vector Prime. They wanted yeah, to kill that. Okay, I need to head out, actually. Well, yeah, we'll wrap up. Anyway. Okay, I actually need to pick somebody up from work. So. All right. It was good doing an Emergency Legends podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining Star me. Star Wars Perversion. I'll see you later. Later. For another, for another round of Star Wars Perversion next time. Adios.